0: Magical place we could go. So close your eyes
1: and make a wish. For the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds, and the seas with ridiculous fish.
0: The touch arcade show is here. hey guys what is up welcome to the touch arcade show episode number 567 and i'm gonna lock
1: my door uh what are you planning on
0: all right oh yeah <laughs> the, it's a foreboding the beginning um
1: touch arcade show after dark edition <laughs>
0: let me lock the deadbolt uh um, jared
1: put your shirt back on what are you doing
0: <laughs> if this won't get people to subscribe to our patreon i don't know what will um <laughs> No, I, my kids and stuff are home and they're being crazy this morning and they have a habit of just walking on in two rooms unannounced, loudly. Uh, How are your so kids about wearing them.
1: clothes? Pretty
0: good. Surprisingly yeah. good for being two and four.
1: That's cool. Um, yeah. It's always funny because, you know, we don't have kids, but we have most of our friends do uh, mm-hmm. you have toddlers and stuff and it's just like. Uh, like, i mean like the extent of the chaos that we have at our house is like the dogs barking at something outside the door right yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. as opposed to like sitting there and being like why does this child have his dick out yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well we, a few of our like mutual friends kids um are like chronic hands and pants kids oh, and geez. um <laughs> they're just always grabbing at their stuff, and it's constantly like get your hand out of your pants get your hand out of your pants. And like, thankfully, neither of our kids have like picked up that habit, but it's also not too late. Uh, so we'll see. But, you know, yeah. kids, they don't know. Well, it's mostly just to keep my hand on my pants. constantly. The
1: too. situation that we've run into, is just like uh, the kids that we hang out with are like the age where they're like potty training, you know, so mm-hmm. it's like they've got the uh, take off enough clothes to use the toilet thing down, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but nothing after that, you know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. all right, well, I did my business yeah now what
0: oh what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah it's it's a wonderful thing kind of yeah. um so anyway do you want to we mentioned last week we had a bunch of backed up emails which we do so we can either start with emails or we can start with iphones because now both of us have had our the new iphone for a week
1: why don't we start with emails just so we're not like in a situation we again where like, oh fuck we don't have enough time let's uh yeah if we and I, if we run long and can't talk about an iphone who cares I uh, uh I will say that the the I think the drama of the week is the that might be pertinent to us is the analog pocket uh a second limited edition release that just happened Oh is that
0: drama? That's not a good thing. an hour I, I, or
1: two ago that's for this yeah, yeah, replay Yeah well I, went, I don't know uh, I I guess the drama I've seen is people that are like dude like what the fuck are you guys doing like I can't buy I want a regular one a and I can't even get one, one. Yeah, like like yeah. you can't even buy a normal one if you want. And instead, they're doing this like goofy thing with, um, you know, this like manufactured scarcity with these limited edition yeah. ones, which mm-hmm. is because like here's the problem: is like people that are into analog stuff are like fans of analog, you know? Right. So it's like, uh, you know, they buy all the hardware. If they if they do anything like any cool one-offs, they might buy that too or whatever. So yeah, it's not like they're releasing stock and people that haven't been able to get a pocket yet are mm-hmm. the ones are the only ones buying it. You know, instead it's like mm-hmm. those people, of course, too. But like also people are like, oh, fuck, like I love my pocket so much. But like I have so much nostalgia for like the atomic purple Game Boy. Like I got to get this mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or oh, man, I think glow in the dark stuff. So cool. Like I got to get this other yeah. one. And so yeah. you're having people buy two before other people can buy one, Yeah, which just i don't know it just seems kind of shitty to me uh you know i don't
0: know i have a lot of mixed feelings on this because uh that sort of thing happens in all different markets of products right no i like don't that's, disagree for sure it's a, it doing a, a limited run uh conjuring up some scarcity so things sell out instantly i mean that's kind of how a lot of places do business, especially like small companies. I think it's yeah. kind of a dick move for like bigger companies
1: to do stuff like that. But, um, you know, it is what and, it is too. Like, yeah, but dude, like they could, they could be like, Hey, we're having a restock of regular analog pockets this Friday at 10 AM and they would still right. sell out instantly. They would just yeah. like not be sold to people that are buying a second or third one, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's my thing, I guess.
0: I think it would be, I think it'd be cool for them to wait until, the regular pocket is just, you know, the market is like filled with whoever yeah. wants one. So yeah, before like, they start oh, doing stock. limited edition can, stuff,
1: yeah, it's like you can buy the normal one right now if you want, but next week we're doing a special edition one. Like, yeah, you know, well, I feel
0: like you know. that's how Game Boys and stuff were, right? Like, it was mm-hmm. like, here's the Game Boy; it's been out for a couple of years. Everybody at one one has one, and now here's the special edition one or whatever. Um, I don't know, but also, whatever. What can you do? The transparent ones are super I mean, sick. I almost wanted I, to buy one.
1: What I've told friends of mine that still haven't been able to buy one is like, just buy a fucking Miu Mini Plus. Like arguably mm-hmm. the emulation experience of actually playing games is exponentially better than the stupid analog pocket. So I like... feel
0: bad for the physical media collector guy that has the oh yeah, tubs sure. of Game Boy games and Game Gear games and all that stuff and wants a pocket with all the adapters to play mm-hmm. all the old cartridges that he's been hoarding, he or she been hoarding their whole life and be rewarded for like saving your games for that long right because i yeah. wish i could go back and have all my old cartridges but oh dude tell me know, about that it i was a dumb idiot uh um, about it i i feel bad for that person if they don't have one yet and just have been like dying to get one and just can't
1: god if uh, i could go back in time and talk to my former ugh. self i'd be like dude i will give you 10x the money that you're gonna get on trade-in value of these right, right yeah. now for you to just shut the fuck up go home and and keep these yeah. forever cuz it probably be a matter of spending like 200. dollars <laughs> you
0: know, Yeah. Like... Well, I my dumbest thing I ever did was before this is really before um even like EB or GameStop or uh software etc like all those places that eventually started to become like trade-in places. Um before that kind of became a thing or Funko Land I guess was the big one. Um I in the back of a magazine some dodgy ad called this company that was selling the atari jaguar when it first came out oh yeah and made a deal with them to just send them all my video games for a jaguar and like me and my stepbrother just pooled our stuff it was like a genesis a super nintendo a regular nintendo enormous box like a master system just games out the ass like yeah we sent like a giant moving box full of stuff to them and they sent back one Atari Jaguar God, and uh, I can't even imagine the, the cartridges that I had in that collection that are gone that I just well, traded away for the next shiny thing.
1: I tr- I traded in uh, or I traded a top loading NES mm-hmm. um, a, and an a unbelievable amount of games to mm-hmm. some family friends of ours for a uh like spine model that you would see at like a chiropractor's office <laughs> that's so rad to hang it to hang on the wall of my fucking bedroom
0: well i mean at least you cherry it to friends and not some dumb company but uh
1: i hit them up a while a... ago and i was like hey this i know this is like totally out of the blue but like do you is there any way that i could like buy my nintendo stuff back from you guys like is it in a box anywhere or whatever and they're like oh shit i wish you would have hit us up like Last year, because we just like gave that all away to some neighborhood kid, and I was like, okay, Brad. well, I guess if you gave it away to some neighborhood kid, I feel pretty good about that, as opposed to like, oh yeah, we just threw it away, or oh, we sold on eBay for a thousand dollars, or yeah,
0: the neighborhood kid, I'm sure did, well, but um, maybe,
1: but whatever,
0: yeah, yeah, trading all my stuff away for a Jaguar was dumb, and then tr- I traded probably like 40 NES games for a Game Genie, <laughs> and that was another bad trade. <laughs> They're like scanning my games in, and they're like, "I'll give you a dollar for this, dollar, dollar." I got like yeah. a dollar for every cartridge. Yep,
1: I yeah. remember. I clearly remember going to Funko and I'm scanning stuff in and be like, "This is ten cents. This is twenty five yeah. cents. This is fifty cents. This is two dollars." Hmm. Yeah. What a racket. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Never. what a tangent that was. Let's read well, our emails. One one oh. more thing, real quick. Okay. Uh, if yeah. so, there's the AirPod Pros uh, two, where AirPod AirPod. Pro, uh, whatever, however the fuck Apple, whatever it is, the new AirPod pros, mm-hmm, USB-C mm-hmm, AirPod pros, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, if you were on the fence, if you were on the fence because you had the original ones, I had no, I wish someone would have told me how fucking cool the adaptive transparency stuff is. Like th- oh, does your, do your right. fancy headphones no, have that? Oh, they you do. do not? It is seriously like the, it has been a long time since I've used a, like like piece of electronic gizmo or some kind of gizmo where it like feels like magic, you know, where it's just like yeah. I cannot believe this works as well as it does. And if someone would have like told me this or let me try theirs, I would have bought them instantly as soon as they were released. Really? Kind of I thing. didn't even think about that, but yeah, that's yeah, a big dude, deal. it's crazy because like so I um my my primary use of my airpods is like you're just doing like yard work or run the lawnmower mm-hmm. or, or whatever else, right? And it's it like. Just magic how like Lindsay'll come outside and like say something to me and it's like the it, it brings my music down and brings her up. And so I can hear her like with it. And is, is that everything else still is going on. Canceling
0: the mower out and stuff.
1: Well, so it 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 reduces the amount that the, the mower is being canceled, but it's still it's like Weird. pulling her voice out Weird. and sending it and like yeah, the the first time I noticed that I was just like I just got him and was testing them out, sitting on my computer, and like she said something to me. And it did the same thing sitting at my desk. Mm. And I was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? This is like, this is like magic. And then like, if you start talking, it'll also lower your, your music volume and turn off transparency huh. to allow other voices in. And this is all seamless. You want to do shit. You don't have to mm. toggle anything on your phone. You don't have to like, you know, pinch yeah. the the things or whatever. i just, it all just works. I wish they would bring that to the beats that I like. But, it's like one of these things, like VR, where it's like it's hard uh-huh. to it's hard to describe until you experience it. And I don't know how Apple would really like let you demo like. Uh, well, what's weird ones. is, um,
0: man, that what they probably even call it the same thing. I don't remember, but they have that that feature is with the Apple Vision Pro, where you're like fully VR'd out, and then somebody mm-hmm. comes in to talk to you, and they like slowly like appear in your vision, and you can yeah. hear them or whatever, yeah. like, um. Yeah, I could see that being kind of jarring.
1: But but that's cool
0: that it works so well.
1: I yeah, forgot about that feature. It's crazy because like when Lindsay's on her Peloton with the um her headphones and I have to do like the, you know, wave mm-hmm. to get her attention and stuff as opposed to just like yeah. speaking because mm-hmm. the, the noise cancellation is so good that if you're just standing 10 feet away talking, it's like you don't mm-hmm. you don't even know, you know,
0: you should get like a squirt gun to get her attention.
1: She would probably like that. Should. Throw a bottle at her. Yeah. Um, just flash the lights on and off
0: yeah that too okay uh emails we're gonna read these emails let's do these emails let's do it we got four emails let's see should I start with oldest first
1: mm-hmm. sure
0: oh this is cool this is all the way from August 26 over a month ago thanks for being patient <laughs> uh this is from James it says hey Eli and Jared just finished listening to your episode with Lonnie and it brought back great memories Nine years ago, I released a little game called Hectic Space and was super pumped to have some chatter about it on the Touch Arcade forums. Then to my utter shock, Apple featured it under their best new game section. Then I found a video on YouTube of Lonnie playing it and I was so excited. My game had thousands of people watching a video about it. I'd like to say thanks, Lonnie, for making that video and covering mobile games in general. Also, thanks so much for all your support at Touch Arcade over the years. You have made several articles about my games, which means a lot to me. No questions, just saying thanks and that I enjoy the podcast each week. Cheers, James Swain. Uh Yeah, Hectic Space is rad, and actually, he makes a bunch of really cool shooter games um, that are like surprisingly good. I can't remember if I ever like we reviewed them or something like that, but I know I've definitely like written about them before. Um, but I was jazzed, James, that you sent an email into us because I was like, oh, I know this guy. I know this guy's games. Um, yeah, that's, so that's that's cool. Always, listens to our podcast, and stuff, that's always really cool. It's also funny to think about close to 10 years ago, the status of touch arcade was much different where it was like, yeah, we'd post about a game and then it Apple would feature it because we had a lot yeah. of eyeballs at Apple caring about what we were posting about. That's still true to some extent, but not like it used to be. And, um, and then same with like someone like Lonnie, uh, making a video about your game can be kind of a King maker too. So, um, yeah, well, interesting.
1: Shit, I mean, like PewDiePie is, is the King of that, right. Where it's yeah. like, um, How many weird games has has that dude like made a video about where it's like, oh, this thing went from complete obscurity to like number one on the app store in 10 minutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. I haven't thought about PewDiePie in a long time. Thanks a lot for reminding me of him.
1: Uh, I don't even know if he's (laughs) still presumably still around. I I haven't heard about PewDiePie. Maybe that's why. Yeah, there's uh, been no crazy controversy or something. The the N-word incident playing PUBG. (laughs) I think that was years ago now.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm sure he's still doing his thing. I mean, he has such a big audience that you could be out of the li- the spotlight,
1: yeah. actually. Still, he he appeared in a Mr. Beast video, and it was very much like, "Oh yeah, I remember PewDiePie. Well, here he's he's in this video, kind of thing." So <laughs> that's funny, I guess.
0: That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, thanks, James, for the email. Uh, next one subject is still enjoying the pod. This is from Kyle. It says, "Hey guys, just checking in again to say I still very much enjoy the podcast." With the rumors of the iPhone opening up alternative stores in the EU, uh, yeah, this is an old, well, an older email, which would presumably allow for apps like emulators, do you think you would still have as much interest in devices like the Miu Mini Plus? I just bought a Retroid Pocket Flip, and I'm not sure that experience of dedicated hardware like that could be replaced by my phone, even considering excellent snap-on controllers like the Backbone. Cheers, Kyle. Um, Yeah, I think we've talked about this before. And actually... I feel like back in the day I had a bigger drive to have everything being all, all in one device, mm-hmm. right? Like it was like, Oh man, I can get rid of my iPod and get rid of my game things. I can just, everything is done on the iPhone. And I think that's cool to a certain extent, but I very much appreciate um, having a dedicated handheld gaming device. That's not my phone. Man, and Retroid
1: um, pocket flip is a cool little gizmo. I'd, there's yeah. so it's crazy there's like so many there's of these so that like, many now people be yeah. like and i i own so many of them people be like oh but do you have one of these i'll look up I'll be like, i've never fucking seen this thing before this rules, right yeah
0: no there's so many you could just
1: buy a new one every day and still have new ones this every, thing appears to be about the size of i don't know like uh like a galaxy fold maybe uh-huh. that then has a clamshell thing that opens up like the gameboy advance sp Yeah. yeah 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 hundred and sixty four bucks on retro yeah, man
0: there's so many good ones now it's like really hard to go wrong like i still nothing has really booted me off the miu mini because i like the onion os and stuff but um
1: i do the clamshell do. design is pretty cool of this though oh
0: i see the wheels turning oh really, i need to buy something i don't really need the urge I mean um, it's
1: been a while since I uh extensively uh spent time completely tweaking out a, a new device. Yeah. With, I need uh, to I need a new ROM setter upper. Yeah. This has very um, re- very large pronounced shoulder buttons, which I feel like is one of the kind of downsides of um the the meme, like the kind yeah, of those I, are I annoying, what you yeah. call it, like a candy bar form factor, or whatever the Game mm-hmm. Boy form factor would mm-hmm. be. Um yeah which makes playing anything that uses the shoulder buttons, particularly if you need two, uh, mm-hmm. kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah.
0: Don't get me started. I'm not buying a new thing. I, I like don't know.
1: You make... could buy this new thing. Know. It's got I active cooling, Jared. Thing. What? Yeah.
0: Oh, well, now that you mentioned that.
1: comes in a bunch of cool-looking colors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, like Super no, Nintendo, I... a Super Nintendo colorway? Oh, geez. You're already clicking by, I can tell. Well, uh, the, the real question is, is this available next day shipping on amazon <laughs> that's that's the one you can't resist oh it is it's only a couple oh, dollars geez. it's only a little bit more to you oh geez oh, i'm not buying it i've spent way like too much money it. on dumb shit lately
0: well, I'll, I'm looking forward to next week's episode when you have bought it, when you're like, well, I was sitting around on Saturday oh. and I was bored and I was looking <laughs> well, at Amazon. And I mean, and it
1: has I, a $15 off coupon. So, I mean, like, my gosh, you're really things on Amazon, never
0: go on sale. So you're that's really kind losing of a rare... money by not buying yeah, it. Honestly, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, I, But no, I, I prefer having a dedicated gaming thingy. Um, even if, uh, you know, the third party app store thing happens and emulators are just like they are on Android or whatever. I mean, there's probably I would probably have them on my phone and maybe certain games that just feel good to play on a touchscreen or make sense as a mobile game I would play. But um, by and large, like messing with emulators on my phone over the years has never been that great of an experience. Anyway, so so this um, thing I much is prefer buttons
1: this this so the size of this thing is kind of an in-betweener between the ds Lite and the new 3ds xl
0: hmm that's actually a great size because i feel like the 3ds oh. xl was just a little too big to pocket and the ds Lite it's is really just tiny. a really good size i think the thing about the retroids i didn't like is that they run android and Do i don't know? know if i oh I yeah believe, android 11 so yeah which is probably f- that could be totally fine and actually that can be a huge benefit in a yeah lot of for ways, some people
1: it? that's a feature because you can play yeah. like Genshin Impact and shit like that without draining your phone yeah. battery like that's the yeah. argument I've seen a lot for these devices that do Android is like people that play Genshin Impact or other games that are like huge battery hogs like mm-hmm. don't like leaving their phone totally dead to play mm-hmm. a game as opposed to using something that can just like if this thing which dies, does who cares? that totally
0: makes sense but that that also goes back to like having a dedicated device is nice because um, you're not using your phone that you use for a million other things for gaming and you're not getting interrupted in games with things that happen on your phone or whatever it's like your phone is off to the side while you're gaming and you can pause and look at your phone for what you need to instead of yeah. interrupting you and I feel like that's a huge thing that always bothered me about trying to make my phone a dedicated, my only gaming device.
1: I've found that as smartphones become more and more ubiquitous and like all of the features, uh, like doing everything in life, like a Mm. dedicated gaming experience gets more and more difficult. Like, um, Mm -hmm. did you see the dude on Twitter that um, was posting about, uh, he had this like crazy ass setup to play, what I think might've been Genshin impact on his TV or no, I think mm. I don't, know, it was one of the first person. Shooting oh, he had games. like
0: the cooler and all that stuff. Yeah. I think he had I like the fucking yeah.
1: razor. Cool. Like, this is a MagSafe razor cooler yeah. that sticks to the back of the phone. He had the mm. USB-C dongle that you used to be mm-hmm. able to, that used to use with the iPad pro and mm-hmm. like HDMI hooked up a wireless controller and everything else. He was doing like full screen gaming with his phone with kind of, a, I mean, the setup was a little silly, I guess, but it worked. Um, like my problem yeah. with that is like, you. all right, so you plug all this shit in, then it's like, oh crap, was, my, my mom's calling me or, you know, like, right. like whatever yeah. else, right? Yeah. Like yeah. where you would on a normal, like on a <laughs> secondary device where you're playing that game, you just hit pause or whatever, instead of like, fuck, mm-hmm. right, let me undo this whole stupid setup. Yeah. I mean, I oh. guess depending on your own
0: personal situation too, you could just turn off, do not disturb. And I don't care about the phone things while I'm gaming on yeah. this thing or whatever. Fair enough. Um, It's, it's a neat, like, I don't know that stuff. I don't want to say proof of concept, but I feel like in real world use is going to be low for somebody that's like, oh, I got this rig to just plug my phone in and play 4K games yeah. on my TV. Um,
1: well, my my thing always is to like, I, I just like, I want to know who the person is. that's like this hardcore gamer that mm-hmm. is willing to spend, I mean, between the fucking cost of the new iPhone and like all these goofy mm-hmm. accessories to plug it in to, to be doing this, like who's going to spend $2,000-ish on this setup as opposed to like, I don't know buying a switch for two hundred bucks or buying an Xbox yeah. five hundred or anything else. I just I I don't know. It, most of these things seem like proof of concepts more than anything else. Like oh look mm-hmm. at you, look at this thing you can do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, it doesn't
0: seem super practical. But also, I'm just an old guy that doesn't. You know, I don't know what a teenager might feel like that has yeah. a totally different opinion no, on how it, games are and stuff like fair. that. It's fair. Mean,
1: it might be a very myopic view based on how I consume yeah. content, but um, yeah. It does seem
0: a little silly, but I'm glad somebody's doing stuff like that.
1: Well, but a $60, I mean, to be fair, a $60 Resident Evil 4 is going to sell like 100 copies, right? Like (laughs) if that,
0: yeah, I I don't know. I, that whole thing that kind of reminds me of like um, civilization six came out at the same price as consoles or whatever. And it hung there for, I think it was like a month or two or maybe three where it stayed full price. And it was like, Hey, same game, every platform, it's the same price as other platforms it's a full game blah 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 and then it was like 30 bucks and <laughs> it was a 50 yeah. percent off sale and then that 50 percent off sale was like kind of clockwork where it was like oh don't oh you want civ 6 like wait any amount of time it's going to be 30 bucks any day now because it's it you know went on sale so often so it was like i kind of seem like the resident evil games will come out they will be 60 bucks plus 20 for dlc or whatever and then um a certain amount of people that really need it day one are going to buy it that way. But then in a couple of months, it's going to be like, Oh, this game's 30 bucks. Oh, this game is 20 bucks. Like whatever. Yeah. It'll just be perpetually on sale. I think.
1: Yeah. I As... don't know. It's, it's like, it's to me, it's just like we have so Mac rumors posted about the price. They buy it. Buy it you guys, you know, and like their comments mm-hmm. were just insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like this wacky cycle, right? Where it's like, people are like, Oh, I wish that real games were on the iPhone. Like these things have like such a crazy GPU. Like I'm so mad mm-hmm. that the only thing I can play on this is Candy Crush. And Oh, here's a real know, game. Stuff. It's like, oh, all right, here's a real game. Oh, well, I mean, I, when I'm at real game, I didn't mean yeah. like a $60 <laughs> game. I'm at, you know, like, yeah. and, you yeah. know, so the cycle repeats itself. And anyone yep. watching that is like, oh, how's this Resident Evil game going to do? Like, maybe we could port our games over. Is like, oh, nope, uh, fuck it. We, oh, it's just a dumpster fire. Of... Yeah, <laughs> let's just make another free-to-play match three because that makes money. Right.
0: Yeah, no, I, I know. It's sad. Um, yeah, I don't know what
1: the solution is to
0: that. But I also don't want to advocate for spending $60 on a mobile game that could die. I mean, year. that's
1: honestly the the biggest problem to me is like the next iOS update could break that game and I could yeah. just like not work ever again mm-hmm. i mean how many mm-hmm. fucking times does that happened, you know
0: yeah and there's very little of that problem happening on any console or um even pc like pc something wacky a game gets old and outdated and whatever like you're at least have a community that could like figure out a way to get things working again or, yeah. or whatever um it doesn't mean it's completely dead in the water whereas something that's like OK, well, I wish I had I could play Bioshock on my phone now that I bought eight years ago or whatever. Um Yeah. How do you do that? Like, I don't I I don't even know well, that there's
1: anybody out there working on stuff like that. And the crazy part is with Apple now doing kind of like their automated sweeps of removing things from the app store that are like broken or not being downloaded yeah. or whatever, like it could be broken, but still work on a previous version of iOS and then just get removed. So even if yeah. you had an older device that you never updated, like you might not be able to download the fucking game they paid for. And just, man, mm-hmm. I just yeah, I don't know. I, no, I would, it's I, would not great. I would love to live in a world where it made sense to buy and release full price, like real deal console games on the iPhone. But yeah. it's just like so many super valid reasons as to like why that's not a great idea. Yeah. Uh, it just really sucks. Yeah. That's why anymore, I'm
0: like, buy games on PC <laughs> because oh, yeah. I, I you'll love be able to use on them on a variety of, of devices, right? Yeah. You'll always yeah. own them. And even 10 years from now, if the Steam Deck 12 comes out or some other company comes out with whatever, I mean, I can I can use all those games, right? Like Steam would have to go down and shut down forever for any of my Steam games to break. And even then, you have access to all the files, themselves and like you would probably find a way to get out of that hole should that yeah yeah like very unlikely scenario happen well
1: i mean just like such a good example of this like a couple weeks ago a friend of mine's kid wanted to play team fortress 2 and i was like oh fuck like you guys are this is a retro game to them of course mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and i was like oh hell yeah dude i'll jump in on some team fortress 2. I haven't played that in forever mm-hmm. uh so that game came out i don't know late mid to late 2000s i was just able to yeah. download it again load it up like all of the cosmetics that I earned were still in there. Right. I mean, it was like, I it was like I just played the game yesterday. You know, it's like, yeah, no problemo. Like, imagine, yeah. uh, a, a, even trying to get to play a mobile game that came out anywhere near the same amount of time. Like, yeah, they just <laughs> fucking can't unless you just it just doesn't happen. Buy yeah. an iPhone 3G on eBay that just so happens to have right. the exact same thing you wanted loaded onto it that still works miraculously. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, it's a bummer because I think. Well, maybe you know, maybe the side loading thing can solve some of this because then there will be more effort put into like emulators of old versions of iOS or something like that. Actually, but, you know. I also feel like Apple could do what they did on the Mac with their, you you know, when they switched to OS ten and it was like <clears throat> things weren't updated for it, it would like switch into compatibility mode and run like you know. OS nine virtually and run the app for you and stuff. Like if you could go back and be like, hey, I have this game on my phone. And set it to run under iOS six or something because that's the last time it worked. Um, something like that would be really cool, but I can't see Apple putting any effort into doing that. But um, I don't know, maybe maybe the community, if we, uh, things ever get opened up a little bit, yeah, more,
1: I don't know. I guess you know, the, uh, it's not surprising me they haven't put effort into that because I imagine if you were like, okay, everyone show a hands of people that miss playing Stone Loops of Jurassic, you'd get like right. yeah, I us and three other people, you know.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, So thanks, Kyle, for the email. Uh, Moving on to emails. This is from uh, a pal of the show, Cody Mims. Hey, guys, the Playdate has been admittedly hit and miss for me, but a basketball fighting game recently came out on catalog, and it's one of my favorite things to ever hit the platform. It's called Quantum Phantom Basketball, and it's got great gameplay that works super well on the Playdate's face buttons, badass cutscene animation, and a genuinely distinct and fresh art style just want to shout this out as i think it's worth the five bucks uh peace cody mims um that's awesome i need to charge my play date i haven't played it in a really long time but um yeah i i feel bad that we've just had all the discussions we've had and now i'm going to be like i'd play more play date games if they weren't so expensive (laughs) oh yeah this one actually (laughs) is kind of true like um there's so many games i want to check out but sometimes they're like 15 bucks or 18 bucks or something and it's like not that a game might not be worth that much but it's like what's my recourse if it sucks and it's like i bought a lot of games that suck over the years i've spent a lot of money that was wasted essentially on something i didn't play um i feel like i've i've, I've, I've trained myself to not do that anymore just in the way things are nowadays
1: this looks um, like a like a playdate nba jam basically Like, if you took like NBA Jam and kind of combined it with like a Tiger handheld almost, yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, I and it's crazy because I get emails
0: and they update catalog like almost weekly, it feels like, like every couple weeks at least. Like, there's new games being added to it all the time, and um, man, I would love to check out a bunch of them, but uh you know those those little things add up too though like you buy a game for 10 you buy 15 you buy for five blah blah blah. or you know you spend a couple hundred bucks on all these play date games and it's like shoot but you know that's my that's a me problem right Mm -hmm. like i what i need to do is just pick one game spend the money on it play that game until i'm satisfied go buy a new game right like that's just not how we're wired anymore where we want a, a whole bunch of options all all at once um Because I'd love to just go through that whole catalog and just buy everything that looks interesting, like I would do with Unmobile, where things are just free or a couple bucks.
1: I've been kind of waiting to see what in the world they're doing with season two, because like that's Mm -hmm. that's what I really I think season two is going to be a lot of fun. And this will be what gets the play date out of a lot of people's dust drawers, I think, because like Mm -hmm. uh, particularly if it's been long enough where. Although well, I guess they're probably still fulfilling orders. So I don't know. Maybe there's still people on like, I think the season batch one lag. Yeah.
0: The the batch four people or whatever it is, like, I think they started shipping, but I think that's the end of it. So I, um, before I, the end of this year, I think that they'll
1: be caught up. Yeah. I really want to just like participate in like the weekly zeitgeist of like, I know. Oh, fuck. Oh my God. The new Play Date game just hit. This thing's so cool. Like, you know, all, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, I think that would be, yeah. that was what I wanted out of season one. Instead, I was like talking to like you and like, which was fine. I mean, and like the yeah. other people uh, that just so happened to have like a group one play date, but everyone else was like, "Oh, that sounds cool. I wish I could play that."
0: Yeah, I uh, I also ruined the whole season one for myself by getting the review unit that had everything oh, yeah. unlocked. <laughs> Which um, I don't know, no reg- no regrets, but it was still I, it would be fun to participate the way it was meant to be. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm curious about season two too, but also I hate harping on this. Um, If this had a backlit screen, I would play it so much more. Mm-hmm. It's so hard for me to like want to play it in like a specific spot. Yeah. Because I have to be able to see the screen. That's just a huge impediment to me. So I don't know. It, it's it's a bummer. I shouldn't. I, I should make more of an effort to play the playdate. I'll say that much.
1: Yeah, I mean, the problem is like I do, I do like it. I do probably 90% of my game playing these days, like either in bed or like sitting yeah. uh, know, on the couch just... watching TV with Lindsay where yeah. like the lights are low and everything else is just like super not conducive to a screen that you like need a lot of light to yeah. play on. It.
0: I think for sure there's going to be a revision with a backlight and I will for sure buy it even though I already bought this one like I I, that would be something that's like a super worthy upgrade to me I don't fault them for the way they went with this first device and I think it was like uh commendable that they wanted to be like very lo-fi or whatever and Mm -hmm. this specific screen that they really love with like the super crazy contrast and stuff like didn't come in a backlight version you know because it's like it at least made it stand out whereas however many millions of chinese handhelds that get released that just have a boring backlit lcd screen or whatever um you know this at least made them stand out in that sense so i hope they find some sort of solution where they can use like maybe the same unique kind of screen but find a way to light it maybe front light it like an old game boy or something but um yeah it just i i, I need it to be more available to me to play but also i could make more of an effort to to get in the right situation to play it,
1: I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, that's, that's fair of me too. And I, for, you know, the hype of season two, I'm sure I'll do that, but to just yeah. randomly, you know, play a game out of nowhere. is eh, I don't know. You know.
0: It sucks too. Cause it's like, it is such a good form factor. It's so small. And like you said, you were always like, man, when it, when it first came out and it was like, I can just throw this thing in my pocket and not care about if I play it or not. Um, you know, I, I like that because I feel like my me, you mini, well not so much the mini but the plus for sure is like that's a hunk of something in my pocket you know yeah um and so i'm always going to notice it's there whatever this is a lot more slim and and less noticeable in your pocket yeah i mean i tried you know it lived
1: particularly like during season one like it lived in my pocket when we went out and stuff um but it was so hard to play because you know we would be like um want you know, at a, at a restaurant or you know somewhere out and I was like, oh so let me take this out of my pocket I was like oh I don't have the I don't have the appropriate a weird light lighting situation this yeah. kind of thing which I don't know but again I mean, I could what? put more effort towards playing it, but I just
0: true i I'm gonna charge my play date today and I'm gonna play it this weekend. I'm going to talk That's the about thing. The, the crazy week.
1: thing with the playdate is like you um particularly if you haven't used it in a while and it's like too dead to turn on, like you have to charge it for a like a scary amount of time for it to yeah. come back to life. <laughs>
0: right. I probably have plenty of system updates too, because it's been it's been dead for at least a month. Yeah. But um yeah, I uh I feel bad. I used to at least keep it topped up and it takes a long ass time for it to drain with not doing anything. Yeah. But um anyway, uh appreciate the shout from Cody about this game. Um, I am going to charge my play date. I'm going to buy this game because I love basketball arcade games like this. And, um, we can talk about it next week. We'll see how it goes, but I do kind of miss playing the play date. Um, okay. Uh, last, but not least is, uh, this is from Chris says hello to the podcast and advice for new house. Oh, this should be fun. Uh Um, hi, Jared and Eli. I'm writing you from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, (laughs) Uh, I can't say that without thinking of Lance Storm, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, because he'd always say uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. He'd always say the whole thing. Anyway, I've been listening to the podcast since at some point in the Brad era, circa 2012. I'm not sure exactly. At that point, iPhone and iPad were my main personal gaming devices throughout my undergrad These days, I have a wider array of gaming devices where I build up a backlog of games I probably won't ever finish. I still enjoy iOS games and still find the website so useful for both iOS and Switch games. It's been fun to see the different eras of the podcast go by from the Brad days to the Mike times and the chapters of Eli being at the site versus entrepreneur at large. Um, But enough about gaming. (coughs) At this point, that's probably only a small part of why I listen every week or however often the podcast comes out. I enjoy your banter and tangents, especially on your hobbies that I'm not familiar with and how you're dealing with things like poison oak and cars driving into your house. Don't take that as me taking pleasure from your misfortunes, but it's good podcast material. Mm. (laughs) Um, On that note, my wife and I recently moved into our first home, a 1960s bungalow, and I thought you two might be great resources to ask for advice. We're busy painting, refinishing hardwood and cleaning, etc. But I'm just curious if you have suggestions for for day-to-day stuff like maintaining a house, favorite cooking devices and meals, useful tech, warnings, or anything else really. All the best, Chris. And this this was from a couple of weeks ago. So that's um still a, a fresh, fresh new experience moving into a new house like that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I We could fill many hours of t- discussion about owning a house and advice and things yeah, like no, that. But... And all of it will not matter because you're gonna encounter things that nobody else has. Like you're gonna run into some stuff with your house, especially one built in the sixties. Um I would be very careful if you start tearing down walls and things like that. Do everything properly because uh that's when you get into like asbestos and crazy stuff like that. Cause the sixties were just a wild west of of building codes and there were no codes, yeah. right? So <clears throat> um but like I guess in a more broader sense, I would say um, I don't, if this is your first house ever, wait before you do anything too major. Like I like painting and refinishing floors and doing things like that. But if you were like, oh, man, we bought this house. and I just want to blow up the kitchen. I want to tear down all these walls. I want to do all this crazy stuff. I would wait and six months to a year live in your house because um, you will learn the things that are important to you and the things that aren't because coming into it you might think like, Oh my God, I could never live with this the being the way it is. Um, and then you might live there for a while and realize, well, actually this other thing is more important or actually yeah. I kind of appreciate having a, yeah. a wall inside the kitchen or whatever. Or, like,
1: It really sucks how shitty my AC is. I'm glad I didn't spend $10,000 on a kitchen remodel when I'm sweating my balls off. I'd, I'd, like I'd wait, minute, much so. rather spend that on an
0: AC at this point. Yeah, yeah. no, totally. Like stuff like that. Like, um, I remember seeing that advice on all the home renovation shows we would watch and stuff. They'd be like, "You buy a house, live in it at least 6 months before you do anything crazy." Um, so I I think that's still good advice and it's funny because we just went through our huge remodel last year. Um, and uh man, it was like we had a we had an entirely different plan when we started out this this time that we actually did it. And it like morphed over the course of the year that they did the work. And it's a hundred percent different than it was when we had plans drew out mm-hmm. in June of 2021. So like, you know, it it's weird how even, even that recently, when we thought we knew what we wanted, that changed as the work was being done. And as like, we saw it and, and sort of like got input from our contractors or our designer, or whoever where it was like, are you sure you want to do it this way? Cause this, that, and the other thing, and it's like, I'm so happy with things that, The thing, the way things turned out, but I'm also so grateful those people were there to like edit us and also guide us a little bit. And then if you compare that to what we thought we wanted to do when we first bought our house in 2016, it's a hundred percent different. Like it's, we, if we would have remodeled right away, we would be super unhappy and probably tearing out some very new remodel work that we did back then to make our house more functional for us now. Um, so like, you know, I'm, I'm just glad, like it it sucked. We lived in our house for five years and didn't, um, you know, we had a super outdated kitchen and there's a lot of things that were like annoying about the function or whatever, but I'm just grateful for how everything ended up turning out because it's so much better now than it would have been if we had did it right away. So.
1: Yeah. My, my primary tip for new homeowners is always like, uh, go to estate sales, like make that a part of your like Mm, Saturday mm -hmm. morning kind of thing. Because Mm -hmm. so uh, that's what we did at our house and it was like fucking awesome. So estatesales.net, if you've never messed with it, is a um, really good, I think probably like primary uh, kind of like index for where these different estate sales are. And what you'll find is that Mm -hmm. um, particularly if you're coming from like an apartment to a house, there's like a lot of Mm -hmm. things that you never needed to own, you know, between like Mm -hmm. a lawnmower, a snowblower, like garden hose, you know, like Mm -hmm. a shovel, like all this random Mm -hmm. crap. Right. And. The people that go to estate sales are like looking for like antiques or interesting knickknacks or whatever else and like every single estate sale have like a garage full of junk and yeah. like the um the 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 people running these estate sales know that there's like there's like no demand for a you know a shovel or like a old yeah, garden right. or whatever so you can like seriously like get your garage like decked out with yeah stuff that's... like almost no money and yeah. the cool part is like uh, particularly if you go to like old people's houses like a lot of these tools are like old school like Sears tools and stuff like that that mm-hmm. lasted forever and yeah. will probably last you forever as a result. Yeah. And yeah. um I don't know it's just it, it, like when I when I figured that out I was like oh my god I've spent so much money on like dumb random <laughs> like one off things. Yeah. That you can yeah. literally buy for like pennies on the dollar at a lot of estate sales. Um, yeah. Because like at the end of the day, anything that they don't sell, they just donate or throw away or whatever. So right. you can another thing you can do is just like you know go in there and be like, hey, let me, I want to buy like all the tools on this wall. Like, give me one price, and the mm-hmm. you know, they might be like twenty bucks, and then right. like, yeah. there you go. You know, yeah. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I definitely would not be afraid of older tools. Like I still have this edger that wow. I bought at an estate sale that is built like a goddamn tank. <laughs> uh, it uses so much electricity that, like the lights dim when you turn it on but it fucking rules it's great yeah like, it works uh, really well I, I i got into the ryobi battery ecosystem and bought Me like the equivalent and i was like fuck this yeah. thing sucks compared to like the old one i have like
0: <laughs> oh dude yeah i my my ryobi stuff like i'm so mad i got sucked into that ecosystem because if i could go back and do it again i'd go like milwaukee or something even well with yeah, way so... more money
1: my Ryobi stuff like slowly just started breaking, and I've been replacing mm. it with Milwaukee stuff, and it is like so yeah. much better. Yeah, um, it's. But I don't. Know. I mean, it lasted me fucking ten or twelve years. So, like, how mad can you be?
0: About... I mean, uh, that's true. And like, all in for all the tools I've bought from from Home Depot or whatever. Like the the batteries are the expensive part, right? Like the tools themselves are almost always cheap. And like, I have I don't know five or six of those batteries and all the chargers and stuff yeah. like that. So like. Yeah, I'm going to run them until they all don't work anymore, but I wouldn't go that route again. But it was very hard not to when it was like doing stuff when we first bought our house. And it was like, oh, man, I really need the Sawzall that's 80 bucks, but also for 110 bucks. I could get that and a circular saw and a drill and a light and like, you know, this whole pack of stuff. Um, It's kind of hard to say no and not do that. And then, you know,
1: yeah, the Black Friday deals are where it's at for those bundles. I mean, like I bought I think I spent like 500 bucks on Milwaukee stuff, but I got like yeah. close to like, you know, 2000, oh, you know, they always kind of blow these things up, up, right? Like, guy, like right. you know, $2,000 worth of tools for 500 bucks yeah. or whatever. I mean, but I don't know, whatever. It
0: is very noticeable though. Like when I use a buddy's tools and he has like a Milwaukee or something, like a drill, mm-hmm. especially, you're just like, Holy crap. This thing yes. feels nice. Like
1: it's so much better.
0: This, my other stuff's so cheapy. And then of course there's like, um, there's a weird flow chart out there that shows who owns all the power tool companies and it all circles back to like two different companies. Yeah. Yeah, Like it's just kind of funny. Um,
1: What I wish that we had in the United States is, I don't remember what the name of the battery standard is, but this is like one more thing that the European union has done where it's like all those tools Mm -hmm. have like, are required to have like standardized batteries. So you could have like, and I don't know if they're the same brands over there or what, but like, you know, for instance, like if you had like, a mishmash of like Milwaukee stuff and, and DeWalt stuff, like the batteries would just yeah. work on all of them instead yeah. of getting trapped in like the annoying battery ecosystem that, that would be really here. cool. I think the only other kind of tip I have is you, you come across like all kinds of crap that you need to to do in your house. And I think that in my experience, it is always cheaper to watch a YouTube video and try it yourself. Mm. Yeah. And if you fuck it up, then you can hire someone right. or yeah. if fucking it up, you probably figured out how to fix it in the meantime. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't know if I'd mess with like the, like the one thing that I won't mess with is like plumbing stuff because like leaks can be real yeah. bad. But like pretty much everything else, I'll give it a go and see how it goes. And
0: well, I, I feel like plumbing and electrical are two things. Like it, you, electrical seems a little more feasible than plumbing. Yeah, it um, depends what you're doing. Like, don't mind, yeah, do kill yourself. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, like switching out like a light switch and stuff like that should be pretty simple and, and you can watch a video. And as long as you do it safely, but yeah. like rewiring your whole house or, you know, whatever. I don't know if I would go down that route, but.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's a, yeah. I mean, that's, that's real good advice. And like that I'm a big believer in like Harbor freight tools, as much as we just talked about like buying good tools. Like if you're doing like a one-off job that needs like, yeah. like for example, like if you're doing something where you need like, fuck, I need a drywall saw like this is something yeah. you're going to use like three times, maybe Yeah, like there is yeah. no reason to go out and buy like a fancy Milwaukee one when you can just like, right. Buy the five dollar one from Harbor Freight, which will yeah. be more than plenty for the minimal amount you're going to use it. And then, if yeah. you end up using that thing enough that it breaks, then fucking That's buy the good a one. Bonus, yeah, you know, right. Like, but um, but yeah, I've saved so much money buying just like random one off tools at Harbor Freight, and it's like yeah. they're all they're all cheap and shitty and stuff. But if you're only using them, you know, once or twice, who cares, yeah. you know.
0: i've always heard people say like if you can get through one job with a harbor freight tool then that's a a win you know like that's all it's really it's very disposable stuff which is kind of
1: sad but yeah uh, but still like stuff where you're like all right i need this like one specific wrench to use this on this one bolt like yeah uh, just go spend 10 bucks at harbor freight who cares like yeah
0: yeah i don't know but um yeah and then i guess uh useful tech wise um I'm pretty stoked with my nest and I got it for free because my parents bought one and didn't like it and switched it out. And so we're in the um, uh,
1: ecosystem. Oh, really? Yeah. I,
0: I, I think those are like useful, um, because you know, running the heating and cooling and stuff like that, um, is one of the most expensive utilities that you have to pay for. And so, um, or I guess it can be, at least in my case. And, um, it's nice to have more control over that stuff um especially from like your phone or you can set up schedules mm-hmm. or it can learn your habits or whatever like I we've noticed part of it I think is getting good insulation in our whole house but part of it I think is using this thing that's not like oh crap I forgot the air conditioner on all day or something you know when it didn't really need it um so yeah that's I I'm I'm happy with my Nest
1: Well, the other thing too is like those, those smart thermostats that allow you to like, look at your usage will like give you really good indicators of like, oh fuck, like my AC is like really struggling. Yeah. Um, You know, like I should, I should get someone out here, like consider replacing it or whatever. Cause when you have a dumb AC it's like, you might not realize like shit, this thing is running like 24 hours a day to maintain
0: Mm -hmm. temperature and then it just
1: like breaks one day and you're like, oh shit. Okay. Well now this is an emergency visit instead of, yeah you know, having someone come out or whatever. So
0: I, uh, I don't know. If, I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or, or not, but I learned about pre-cooling. Did we talk about this pre-cooling Pre- your house? No, so that? like, I, it might not really apply to anybody that doesn't live in, in pretty hot weather, but when we have like over hundred days, um, we, you can do this thing where the night before, cause it'll cool down into like the seventies or maybe the sixties at night. Um, and so, Overnight, when you go to sleep, you set your thermostat to like 67 or 68, which is like pretty cool, right? Um, but what it does is it cools your house down overnight when it's easy for the air conditioner to do that because the outside temperature is also cool, but then your house is cold for when it starts to warm up the next day. And then if you set your thing to like 72 or 73, it can maintain that temperature much easier. Because what a lot of people will do, be like, Oh, I don't want to run the EC. And then they wait for their house to get hot and then it's 80 degrees in their house. And they're like, oh, I'm going to turn it to 72 and cool down. Yeah. No, well, now you're struggling yeah. to try and cool down that house because not only is the air hot, but your house itself, the furniture, the walls, everything is also hot and it's it's harder to cool that stuff down. Yeah, um, that,
1: that was kind of an interesting thing. I talked to an HVAC guy about that and he was he was because mm-hmm. um uh, you know where our ac was really underperforming i was just trying to figure it out and he was he was mm-hmm. telling me about all like the thermal calculations that they can do when mm-hmm. they like audit your house and i never really considered that it's like your house itself is hot and not just like the yeah. air in it like your floor is hot yeah. your couch is hot like yeah, and all those things furniture. are like holding heat energy that mm-hmm. your ac needs to get out of the house
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i was like oh wow i never thought about that way that's Kind of well, what
0: I've noticed is like, so on a day where I let it get hot and then I want to turn the air on because I'm burning up, um, the, it, it'll take, it might not ever reach the number I set it to, right? If I set it to 72 or something, like it might not never get down there because it's just constantly on. But if I do the pre-cooling thing and leave it set at 72, it'll like stay there and the it'll click on maybe once or twice during the day, even on very hot hmm. days. And that's just like, it'll click on just to get back down to where it's set. And then click off again because it's not like struggling to try and bring down the heat of the whole house. And um I was like amazed because it sounded like the dumbest thing in the world. I'm like, you want me to set it to seven, sixty seven at night? Like that's freezing, but it actually works. I was very surprised. Well, and you're it's, it's the exact opposite of you're what electric the, in the companies.
1: Isn't it cheaper at night too? Like, you oh, like for sure. Yeah, like after rates eight or whatever. or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, nobody's really using power in the middle of the night. So that's like a good time to run your air. But huh. it's also it cools down enough that it like feels like it, it only clicks on a couple times at night too to even maintain that colder temperature. Um, but yeah, I was really blown away at how well that worked. And, and it's the opposite of what like the, the electric companies tell you to do. Because they'll be like, set your thermostat to seventy eight and never change it.
1: Yeah. And it's like,
0: yeah, I can't live like that. <laughs> it's
1: a little too hot for me. I'm sorry. I'd say um, on, on like home gizmos, like I've found when it comes to like, I don't know, I've, I went, uh, my first house, I went like mega overboard on smart home stuff, and mm-hmm. it all just was kind of turned out to just sort of be annoying after a while. Yeah. Um, and what I've what I've settled on is. Uh, I've, I've discovered that if you have smart home stuff that does not connect to a hub and instead individually connects to Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. you will always inevitably have problems. Is that thing like yeah. randomly falls off your network or your power goes out and things don't like uh-huh. sync up back. Right. Whereas like, so all the extent of the smart home stuff we have in our house right now is the Lutron Cassetta, uh, mm-hmm. ecosystem of just like light switches. Mm-hmm. And these all connect to their own hub via some like fancy wireless protocol that doesn't use Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the shit is like rock solid. I've never That's had nice. a single problem. As yeah. opposed to like, you know, when you go on Amazon, you buy like a Wi-Fi smart bulb or whatever. Yeah. Like it feels like you will always have issues being like, why the fuck isn't this thing connected? And then yeah. you know, <laughs> resetting it or locking yeah. it up or like yeah. getting into like wacky like firmware update cycles or yeah, you know, you know whatever else. But that that is
0: good advice, actually, because uh, Julie is if Mac rumors Julie is was very had everything like all h- plugged yeah. into a hub or something with her lights, and she was like about to go out of town, and it all failed, and uh, she was just like screwed, like she couldn't fix it, and she yeah. had to leave, and she had like um, things set up for like water watering plants and lighting on plants because she has a, a greenhouse and stuff like that. You're just kind of like screwed right yeah it's just Um, annoying at least if one thing goes wrong if you're set up like you're talking about it's that one thing instead of like everything um yeah yeah, good advice okay let's quickly thank you again to chris and everyone else that emailed in if you want to email us podcast com, we like emails um let's quickly talk about our new the new iphones um and then i gotta run but uh I did something that I don't normally
1: do, and I bought a case for it. Oh, are you a uh, silicone guy or a fine woven guy? This is a from a
0: company called Totally, with two E's at the end, Totally. I basically searched around for the absolute thinnest case you can get, and this thing barely exists. Oh, the um, world's
1: number one thinnest iPhone case. Let's see. This the thing.
0: problem with it is I bought the frosted clear instead of the regular clear. Because I was like, I'm going to put a case. I want to protect it from scratches. I want to feel not nervous just setting it down on stuff. But I want to see the silver of the titanium. Like, I love this color of this phone, the raw titanium version. Oh, yeah.
1: Whoa. I see what you're um, talking about. The The frosted clear is the first selection.
0: I and And then the clear clear. Is like back ordered till November or something like that because I I reordered the one I reordered that one, but then it was like oh dude it's November like shoot I don't want to wait a month and a half so well yeah particularly um, if you want the
1: the MagSafe one you can get the non MagSafe right now not the
0: clear clear though right well oh, wait
1: maybe you're right yeah I don't know I don't know anyway oh yeah ships 10, um ten thirty twenty three
0: yeah it's, it, I don't know why they're not out yet with clear clear but. Yeah, the the frosted, as you can see, if you're watching video, it's it's too frosted. Um, you can almost see through it, but it just makes the phone look white, and it just looks bad with the silver. Like it just doesn't match. If it was a black phone, I w- I'd probably just keep it and call it good. But it just looks bad with the silver, so I'm gonna return this one. But the case itself is wild. It feels like it feels like just nothing at all. It's so thin. Huh uh that's what i wanted though i just really wanted like scratch protection it probably wouldn't do jack if i dropped my phone or or whatever um but uh i just have been feeling nervous about setting this thing down anywhere um even though the other thing i got the uh this raw titanium for is that if you do scratch the edges um you won't likely notice it as much as my last phone that i dropped and it got scuffed on the cement you could very much oh, see yeah. it scuffed right through the uh the color of the phone and the new ones all the colored versions of the new iphones are the same way because that weird guy that like destroys phones when they first come out was like scratching it off very easily with a utility knife so um i'm glad i got this color and stuff and i like it very much the raw titanium but yeah i'm gonna i'm just gonna wait for that i'm i don't know i might use this for now just to see how well, I go. wait
1: so Lindsay got a case from uh, the PopSocket people, and like, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of like it, the button cutout's weird for the action button. It was like they didn't really uh-huh. know where the action button was going to go, so they just like <sighs> left a larger cutout, hoping it would yeah. just like land somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, and she didn't really like the color either. And when she hit up PopSocket to return, they were just keep it. We'll refund you. So, oh I mean, really? Because mm. like yeah, consider like particularly this case. Like their costs on this has to be like nothing, right? And oh, it's going to cost them more money for you to send it back, then it probably even costs them to make. Well, what's wild too, is like, this
0: thing is incredibly see-through. Like that's the play date through it. Right. Like, so if I had a colored phone, I could see this being really cool. Like just kind of adding sort of like a light frosting to it. I don't know why it doesn't go with the silver. Well, but, um, I, I still am not totally sold on having a case at all. Like I thought I would try it out because, uh, I don't know. I'm just worried about wrecking this, but, Man, it's it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. I like naked phones.
1: Well, so, so I think did I talk about how I didn't I got the fine woven case and wasn't really wild about it? Yeah.
0: What'd you do with it?
1: I don't know. I kind of's kind of grown on me a little bit, I guess, like really because like the the I don't know, like the way that the buttons work on Apple first party cases is always like so nice compared to like yeah. every other third party case that I've ever had. Um, yeah. And I don't know, like it's. um. What I don't the only thing that I'm not liking about it now is like the back it's like dirty. Um mm-hmm. and I just have to like I don't know I just like wash it off in the sink and it's fine but like mm-hmm. I definitely mm-hmm. like never needed to do that with the leather case, you know, cuz like mm-hmm. it didn't pick up dirt or anything else like that whereas like I don't know this just looks sort of shitty and I've already got a fairly uh prominent kind of like indentation from MagSafe stuff on the back. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like, like you know, they said that would happen with leather, but it never happened to me. Mm. Um, so I don't know. It's, um, I still think like the primary thing that they messed up with these cases, like positioning them as like the premium option, as yeah. opposed to like, all right, we got rid of leather, we just have plastic cases now. Do you want the one that's smooth or do you want the one that's grippy? You know, like, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's just, so like, fine
0: woven, though.
1: Yeah, like like s- setting it up is like, oh, this is a leather alternative now. It's just like not. Yeah. Not about, not like, not, not what it is at all, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. I figure I'll use it till I find something better. Um, yeah. but it seems like most of the third party cases right now have like other weird compromises where it's like they're slightly yeah. thicker, and as a result, mm-hmm. like they don't work with non MagSafe wireless chargers. Like, mm-hmm. I was looking at the um, so Nomad apparently makes the best leather case right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I noticed one of the reviews being like, oh, it doesn't work in the Tesla wireless charger dock thing. Mm -hmm. And I emailed Mm -hmm. them and I was like, hey, I don't know if it's just like a, you guys have any experience with this. Is this just like a one-off weirdo reviewing this that, you know, was not doing it right or whatever. And they're like, no, if you want to use non-MagSafe stuff, like we don't recommend you buy this case. I was like, oh, that sucks. Whereas this one, this one works. I mean, it's not great, but it it needs to be in a very specific spot for it to work. Yeah. But it works, you know. Interesting. Um, so i don't know but I like in day-to-day use are you really finding like any real difference over i guess it was weird with this phone for me it's like the 5x zoom is nice i guess and like, yeah we went to a football game last weekend where i was able to take some like 5x zoom pictures and that was pretty cool yeah but um i don't know other than know that what killer no. feature is <laughs> i got like nothing
0: and yeah. i've I don't know. Is this exclusive to the new iPhones? The changing the
1: portrait mode stuff. I've used that a lot. Um, uh, it might be. I don't know. Changing after the fact. Um, we know. went I to. I haven't messed with that a bunch. The, I mostly just take photos of my dogs. Well, I should actually yeah. look and see if.
0: Well, we, we, my four year old does soccer at this really nice, beautiful park. And um, after soccer, we just kind of walked around the park, walked around the pond, chased some geese, all that stuff. And, um, I had my phone I just got yesterday or the day before. So, um, I was taking a bunch of photos and then when I got home, I was like, oh, this is sick. Like I can adjust the portrait level on them. And I made a few photos that were non-portrait, look so much cooler. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. Yeah. This is the first time. It works really well. Yeah. It works surprisingly well. Yeah. Like I took a picture of my dog and this is not something I ever would have like been like, all right, time to get out portrait mode. But it, yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Um, so I'm, I'm jazzed about that and uh other than that though yeah not really noticing any anything different i i don't love the action button i almost wish i i think i'm just used well, to
1: which so here's the thing like i've seen um uh particularly uh, uh mac stories has been posting mm-hmm. like a lot of like hyper advanced stuff that um People are coming up with uh the crazy shortcuts es- and stuff. Guy's name's escaping me right now. Who's the guy that always does like all the really crazy, like uh shortcutty stuff on Max or is it Marco? I don't know. I'll remember I it as know. soon as we're done recording. Yeah. But um I have talked to him multiple times. This is just my fucking brain being broken. But um <laughs> So they, a lot of people have come up with like, really like, so one of the things you can assign a uh, action to is just like any of your shortcuts. Right. So mm-hmm. people have come up with these, these like master shortcuts that can use all the conditional stuff that, that shortcuts can take advantage of, which can include like time of day, your, your mm-hmm. current focus setting, uh, your actual location, uh-huh. um, the other devices that you're connected to at uh-huh. the time. And like, all sorts of other things like that um, to do all kind of, like like so for instance like you could set up a automation that's location aware that when you're away from home it connects to your Tesla and honks the horn when you push the button for you to like find it in a parking lot which
0: yeah. I was like okay well that's
1: pretty cool I yeah. guess but um, I don't know I'm just like so bad with like I, once I have like a habit of how I use something like yeah. it is so difficult for me to like start using it like the new way cuz like yeah, i me too. the i set mine as like of the, all the default ones like the only one that seemed like remotely useful is like just having faster access to the camera but mm-hmm. i like have I, like basically done that once and yeah. like every other time i've been like unlocking it from the lock screen and they're like oh yeah. i could use the action button yeah um but i don't know it's just like i am just real bad about like picking up on the new things when i'm like Use it. a certain I had
0: way. <laughs> I had that problem when they added, be, because remember, you used to be able to swipe from the left on the home screen to get to the camera. I think you still can, mm-hmm. but it, before there was a dedicated button for the camera on the lock screen.
1: Um, and I never swipe to the left for the camera. Pretty sure. You can swipe to the left for the camera. Yeah, bro,
0: that's okay. the quickest way to open a a camera if you can think about it. But like I instantly go to the button oh wow and your before... phone
1: doesn't even oh maybe I guess it's unlocking very quickly with the face ID though I'm before out... the
0: button was there I had this phone app on my home screen in a specific spot that my muscle memory was trained to go to right and so even though the faster thing was to access it from the lock screen I was unlocking heading in my code before there was touch ID getting to the phone app or the camera app that way and so it was like way slower than what I could have been doing, but I just couldn't retrain my brain. And it was like those times you want to access the camera. You're not thinking about like, I don't know. You're just, you're just acting, I guess, because right, you right. want to be quick and get a camera sh- uh, a shot or something. Um, so I don't know. I feel like that would be that way with me with the action button where I would still end up doing it the old way, but maybe eventually learn. Cause now I only access the camera through the button on the lock screen. I don't yeah. ever even do the swipe swipe left thing unless i'm it's on accident um and i i hardly ever ever use the uh, app icon that's still in the same spot on my home screen for some reason yeah so um yeah it's uh i i think i, I think this will change but the thing that's killing me about the action button right now is that um you can only use it for one thing and i use mute lot,
1: well so here's right? the thing though like if you follow those shortcut guides people have figured out a way that you can hit it and bring up like a context menu of different things that you can then do at oh, after really? the action. Yeah. Mm, and okay. people have figured out too, that you can set oh, fuck. What was it? It was like uh, a double double click action, or maybe it mm-hmm. was like, uh, like click once and then, but not select a few menu, then click again and get a second menu. I don't mm. know. They, seriously. Again, check out uh Mac stories. They've got they're They've been doing all kinds of stuff surrounding like shortcuts on the action button.
0: Yeah. I, um, I like the idea of it in theory. I, I didn't realize this about myself, but I guess this is probably true since the very first iPhone I ever had, I constantly check that button with my thumb when it's in my pocket and stuff to make, oh, sure, to I'm make sure I'm make muted. Yes, I do the same thing. And I find myself doing that with this phone, but I'm just like brushing the side of a button that's not doing yeah. anything. Right. And so I didn't realize I did that as much as I did until I got this phone and started doing it still. And it wasn't doing anything. And then I actually have accidentally turned off the silent while it was in my pocket. And I wasn't thrilled about that. Like I, my phone made a noise and I'm like, why? If I could have been in a different situation that could have been bad. Right. Um, So I don't know. I, it's, it, it's going to take some getting used to, but um, I do wish by default, they would just set it up. So you could be like, Oh, just hold to change the mute, but also double click it to do all these other actions. Like it shouldn't have multiple uses off the bat but I just think they want to get people used to the idea of it first. And I guarantee like by next year, they'll add the ability to like triple click it. Like think of all the things the home button does that it didn't used to be able to do or the power button, I guess, or whatever it's called now. Um,
1: Federico, anyway, Federico at Mac stories.
0: Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. That dude's hardcore in depth about uh, everything, um, which is great. But yeah, I, I will look at that. Um <laughs> Because it does sound kind of fun to set up some wacky um, shortcuts and stuff like that. Yeah. So the the
1: name of the shortcut is multi-button that he did. Mm. Um, So just one word, camel case. I'm sure you could find it if you Google Mac Stories multi-button. Yeah. Uh, But they've got a whole part of their site that's nothing but like just cool shortcuts that they've posted about. I mean, like fucking everything. Mm. It's crazy. I mean, I do like the potential. But this is this is like one more thing. I was talking to to Mac Rumors Julie about this. Like, you know, I could spend all weekend tweaking out these different shortcuts, but like yeah. we'll literally never remember to use them. Well, there was <laughs> it was um was it last year's
0: iOS update or maybe the year before where they revamped shortcuts and you could like save them as icons and stuff and so yeah. there was this big push where people were like, "Oh, I set up the music app to, you know, as a shortcut to open up Spotify instead of the music app or, you know, whatever." setting up all these crazy things and i like geeked out on it a little bit um but then i like could never i don't know it was just a lot of complicated stuff and it just disrupted my normal flow i'm very much a like i would like to use the default way of doing like everything um whereas before when i first got iOS devices i was like i want to trick these out and do things custom and my way um now i'm just like I don't know. I'm just going to stick with what Apple tells me I can do.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I just kind of can't be bothered with a lot of this kind of, I yes. would be, I would be a bad Android user. Cause I would just, uh, um, you stock Android everything and never do anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. same here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Don't dislike the phone. Um, I mean, I love it, but I also love my last phone. Very few, probably more so this year than any other year. I feel like there's almost no, difference in using this phone compared to last year it's lighter but not crazy lighter and um I don't know I love the color I've never gone silver before I've always been like black or blue or whatever so I'm like psyched about that um but other than that yeah there's just not a lot different this time around to where I could like reasonably yeah. it, it, it suggests somebody should upgrade from an, an iPhone 14 pro Max to a 15 pro Max like unless you really need that zoom, or you really hate lightning. Those are like the two biggies, I think. And then obviously like the games that are coming out that are only going to be 15, only 15 pro only or whatever. Like that's interesting kind of, but I, I think we're far away from that being super meaningful anyway. uh, Yeah. To where it's going to be like a bunch of AAA games coming out that can only be played on iPhone 15. Like these two, these resident evil games are going to release and death stranding. And then that's like, I probably won't be any others, you know? Or it could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, but. I don't know.
1: I guess, it, you know, it all kind of comes down to, like, how complicated is is doing these things, you know, like, is it? Yeah. Because, uh, again, you know, when, when they announced that thing for uh, the, the uh, porting kit or whatever it is mm-hmm. to uh, port yeah. to macOS, like, some developers I talked to have like, been well, kind of surprised how easy this is. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't seemed to really yet result in, like, a a big influx of new Mac games. So I don't know if it's like, oh yes, it's right. easy to get going, but we didn't kind of mess with the rest of yeah. it. I don't
0: yeah. Yeah. I don't no, I know what you mean. Yeah. We'll see. But I don't know. Not I'm ha- I'm not mad I upgraded or anything like that, but I also could have done without it. Yeah. Um it's like 20 bucks a month on my Apple card. So it was like kind of like I don't know. And trade in value on my old phone is pretty good. So it's like okay what's what's 20 bucks a month to have the new newest iphone that's how but, i get um, you that's how, I get, that you, how Harry. I get you um all right let's wrap things up uh anything else you want to cover before we go i don't think so. Some lingering thoughts thanks again yeah, to yeah, everyone that emailed f- in full that was... of lingering thoughts but <laughs> don't share them don't share them please um thanks for emailing in everyone that emailed and please send us emails at podcast at com uh they always generate a lot of good discussion this was basically a whole episode of of email discussion um and uh yeah i can't think of anything i need to mention now so i'll just say oh visit our patreon at patreon.com forward slash touch arcade do your amazon shopping buy several new iphones through TouchArcade.com forward slash amazon maybe throw a few macbooks in there too just for fun Hmm. um I think you want people. to so yeah, with all that, house
1: goods, so buy a lot of bed sheets. And buy, a,
0: like buy all your house goods through through our Amazon link, please. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, thanks again for listening. We'll be back with a new episode of the Tetra Arcade Show next time. See
1: ya.